The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Man, the final day of the season might have been one of the strangest, craziest days in league history. Strange. Uh, because one game left in the season, we had no idea what the playoff schedule was going to look like. None. Zero. Crazy because the games themselves were a combination of tanking teams sitting everyone and other teams fighting like angry hornets to preserve their place in either the play-in or the playoffs themselves and sometimes trying to thread that line between avoiding the Suns and avoiding the plan. Very, very tenuous line, that is. Day ended with not one, but two fights between players on the same team a 42-year-old who scored more points than he has since 2009, a pair of coaches getting fired, two NBA team records getting broken, a ton of chaos going on in the aftermath, and a partridge and a pear tree. (laughs) The weekend, we had a weekend, folks. Uh, Let's quickly recap the play-in as it is officially here. Eastern Conference, we've got the number eight Hawks versus the number seven Heat on Tuesday. We've got the number 10 Bulls versus the Raptors in Toronto on Wednesday. Western Conference, we've got the T-Wolves taking on the Lakers on Tuesday and 10-seed OKC Thunder taking on the 9-seed Pelicans on Wednesday. If you don't already know, Here's the breakdown. Loser of the 7-8 game plays the winner of the 9-10 game on Friday to determine who is the 8 seed and plays the number 1 seed in each conference. Back to the games. Uh, We are 100% completely, totally, absolutely have to start with the batshit team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, versus the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Wow. I don't even really know what to say. The Pelicans start of the day with an outside chance to make the number five seed if everything fell their way. The Wolves could have also won and tried to avoid the play-in if a disaster hit where the Lakers, Clippers, and Warriors all lost. This is the only game on Sunday where both teams equally wanted to win. A lot. There was a ton on the line. And by God, was it one of the strangest, most dramatic games in memory. Here is what happened. 
the Wolves. The Wolves play Timberwolves basketball, typical Timberwolves basketball, which means when you think they're going to lose, they win. When you think they're going to win, they lose. And sometimes all of those emotions happen in one game. Super inconsistent. The leader of this erratic play, the leader of what the fuck is going on, is, of course, Rudy Gobert. Of course. Of course it's him. Why else wouldn't it be? Uh, He's always up to something. What was he up to? Well, before the game, Rudy Gobert didn't even want to play. He was, quote, suffering from back spasms. And so he was going to sit himself out in an, in an essential, very critical game between two teams trying to make it out of the mud. And Kyle Anderson, a.k.a. Slow-Mo, was like, no, fuck that noise. I got back spasms too. Uh, you're playing. You are playing. That's what we're doing. I don't care what you're going through. You're on this court. That's the first sign of problems is Kyle Anderson telling Rudy Gobert what Rudy Gobert should do. Rudy Gobert did end up playing, if you want to call it playing, uh, because he was on the court in body, but not in mind or spirit. Uh, Two points that he made in the middle of the second quarter, completely ineffective, playing absolutely zero defense, just loafing. Pelicans open up a double-digit lead. It looks like Rudy Gobert wants to be any place but there. Valanchunas put up seven points and seven rebounds on the first quarter alone on Rudy Gobert. So it was not very good. Things are not going well. So then Rudy Gobert loafed a couple more plays in the second quarter. He was a disgusting minus 14 in the short amount of time that he played. And Anderson was like, yo! They have a timeout. He comes up to Rudy and he's like, yo, you need, according to the reporting, yo, you need to play some fucking defense. You need to try. Now. And Rudy Gobert responded like, oh, bonjour. Uh, You need to rebound. And then Kyle Anderson's like, verbatim, this is verbatim, this is not my summation. He says, shut the fuck up, bitch. And what did Rudy Gobert do? Very out of character for Rudy Gobert. He punched his own teammate's full closed fist in the chest. Full stop. I believe Nas Reed or Torian Prince got into the middle of it, started bum-rushing Rudy Gobert. Kyle Anderson went after him. They had to be separated. The whole thing was a melee. Of course, then, Rudy Gobert had to be removed from the scene. Got to get Rudy Gobert away from all of these men who want to kill him. And that's not the end. Surprisingly, halftime, Kyle Anderson, who of course was still furious at Rudy Gobert because he just got punched in the chest by seven-footer, went to the locker room where Rudy Gobert was finishing changing because he was not going to play anymore, and proceeded to threaten Rudy Gobert that he would knock his ass out, according to reporting. Yeah, a recording was leaked, which I posted, uh, of Kyle Anderson at halftime cussing the rest of his team out for protecting Rudy Gobert. Because Rudy Gobert, according to Kyle Anderson, obviously, because that's what the reporting says, is he called him a bitch. So the reporting is probably accurate that he's, why are you protecting this bitch? The quote, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Y'all guys are kissing Rudy's ass way too much, telling me to focus? Y'all got some decisions to make this summer. What are those decisions? What are the, what are those decisions that they've got to make? Is it a is it a him or me scenario? It took GM Tim Connolly 
and assistant GM Dell Demps coming into the locker room to intervene before we got some sort of Roman Reigns chair on head scenario going down. They had to send Rudy Gobert home, had to remove him away from the arena. It was so bad. Because probably he would have gotten knocked out by someone. If you think that that was the end, that on in, on its own right would have been plenty. But there's more. And more impactful things actually happened. Literally, impact. Before the scuffle that was 100% Rudy Gobert's fault, we have wing defender Jaden McDaniels, young stud that Minnesota did not want to trade to Utah. So much so that they added an additional first-round pick to the deal so they didn't have to move Jaden McDaniels, one of the best perimeter wings in the league, averaging 16-4-1 in the last 15 games. Picked up two quick fouls in the second quarter and was so mad at himself that he stormed into the tunnel in a fit like Tasmanian Devil and, and let loose a haymaker on a brick wall to no one. What do you think happened? You think he was fine? Do you think everything's good? You think he went out and played the rest of the game? Like the Wolves ended up winning the game because Jaden McDaniels had a phenomenal second half? No. Jaden McDaniels broke his fucking hand. That's what happened. Jaden McDaniels is done. Done. Zero times. Remember that MLB player who was so excited that he broke his own hand after the team made the postseason and he didn't play another postseason game? I think they got eliminated. I think the kid was for the Brewers. Yeah, this is Jaden McDaniels in the middle of a crucial game to decide play-in seating. That's Jaden McDaniels. No more time spending playing basketball this year for Jaden McDaniels. He fractured a bone in his shooting hand. Night-night, sleep mask for you. Maybe one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Crazy. Uh, Jake Fisher, friend of show, I think three days ago, published a piece why the Timberwolves' Jaden McDaniels is the elite defender you need to know more about. Oh, I think we know about him now. I think he's a part of the national zeitgeist at this point. The loss of Jaden McDaniels cannot be overestimated. He's one of six players in the league to defend 1,000-plus minutes against NBA All-Stars this season, and now he's gone for the year. I mean, in, in the history of the world, if you're looking at the battle between cement and fist, cement wins every time. Cement, I think, is undefeated. And guess what? All of this happened, and we didn't even reach the third quarter yet. So things were happening. And then because the Wolves are the Wolves, they lost their center, they lost their perimeter defender, uh, they're down double digits to the Pelicans who are trying to make it into the sixth seed or better. What do they do? Somehow Carl Anthony Towns goes crazy. Somehow Ant Edwards goes crazy. Ant Edwards had five blocks and five steals in the game. Most of that was in the second half. The things that happen with the Wolves are just truly unimaginable. They end up winning that game. Remember... There's a possibility now that they could end up playing the Grizzlies in the first round if they win their play-in game against the Lakers, who they now play in the first round, which is going or first uh, play-in game, which is going to be wild. But man, the Grizzlies versus the Wolves will be one hell of a doozy. Also, breaking news: of course, Wolves suspended Rudy Gobert for the play-in game. He's suspended. He's done. 
which is, I think, a blessing in disguise because they're eight and four when Rudy does not play, nine and four if you count yesterday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And then, out west, the Clippers were in a dogfight with the C-Squad of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Saban Lee, Darius Baisley just putting up buckets. It was like an AAU tournament game. Nobody was playing any defense. They were giving it to the Clippers. At one point, they were up 10. Anyway, Suns had a four-point lead at the start of the fourth quarter. And then Plumlee and Bones Highland, uh, both newcomers at the trade deadline, had words that ended up also getting physical. What? Yeah, uh, it didn't get past shoving, and it immediately intervened. And let's be honest... Plumley's not probably going to punch anyone because he's Plumley. Uh, and then they had to be separated where they were sitting at opposite ends of the bench for the rest of the game. So uh, beat writer Andrew Greff spoke with Plumley after the game. Apparently he was pissed because Bones was missing assignments, which is not shocking because Bones has been missing assignments since he's been at VCU. So he missed assignments in Denver, and that was one of the reasons that he was traded. As for the Clippers, it was Kawhi Leonard, it was Russell Westbrook that brought them back to the promised land where now they get a date with the Phoenix Suns' full A squad. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, who you barely beat without them when they were sitting in street clothes. So we're going to have to see how that goes. After the game, Ty Lue says, if you ain't getting it right, fight. Then. And after that, we took off and we played better. Maybe we should do it a.k.a. fight, more often. They worked it out. Everything is good. The rest of the day, what are we talking about? He said maybe we should fight more often. The rest of the day, the Lakers held off Utah to win. Golden State put up 55 points in the first quarter alone to the Portland Trailblazers, which is an NBA record, and uh, beat the Blazers by 50, which we'll get to in a bit because there's ramifications of all of the losses that the Blazers have had, I think, which we'll get to as well, I think the Blazers have had seven combined wins in the last two years after the trade deadline. Down in Miami, 42-year-old Udonis Haslam, yes, that's his real age, a.k.a. a walking uh, DNP CD, had played only 64 games in the last seven years combined. He put up 24 points yesterday in a game, Udonis Haslam. Miami bench as a whole put up 111 points which broke the NBA record held by Toronto uh, of 100 in 2020. Udonis Aslam had 32 points all last season in 13 games. Udonis Aslam, last game of his career, puts up 24. What an end of the season. And we still have the second season left to go, which is the playoffs. Bring in the play-in. I need it. I want it. Give it to me. 